Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam. I'm joined, as always, by the namesake of the show, Don Pizzette. Don, how's it going? It is. Well, you know, I was going to say it's going great, but it's not. We, uh, <laughs> we're going to cover news later on, and we've got the... Uh, the loss of a retail marketing friend. So, uh, yeah, sad news. I, th- I thought you were talking about your dental procedure. Oh, well, there's that too, but uh, I'm <laughs> happy about fun. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Them drugs are kicking in good. <laughs> nice to have all your teeth. And Daniel, uh, looks like, yep, all your teeth yeah, as well. Yeah, they're there. Every, every last one, I actually still even have my wisdom teeth. So that's, you, that's you do? Fun. Yeah, I do. Oh, man. I was telling someone the other day that when I had my wisdom teeth out, I, I knew the gas was good because when they put the shot in my arm, it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, this gas is fun. Yeah. So. We can, I get, can I get some of that to go? Well, <laughs> I don't have a segue for this, but our guest uh, <laughs> is joining us today is Adam Dara, who is the Director of Intelligence for Vigilante. Uh, Adam, how you doing? I'm well, man. Super excited to be here. Thanks, guys. So we were discussing before the show, are you an actual vigilante, or is that just the name of the company? Um, I'd rather, I prefer not to comment that's uh, no, that's, on that. Neither that's confirm super, nor deny. Yeah, super <laughs> close hold. No, it's a cool name. Um, the, uh, our, our legal corporate name is Vigilante Advanced Threat Intelligence, Vigilante ATI, but we just tell everybody it's Vigilante. It has a has a certain je ne sais quoi. Sure. I don't it know does. what that means. You know, yeah, a lot good. of times we uh, we ask how you know, the companies got started or whatever, yeah. but I think it's obvious here that much like Frank Castle, uh, drug kingpins killed your family and you felt the need to start <laughs> this company, correct? Uh, uh, almost close. Right on. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, Peter, but je ne sais quoi is French for furry cat butt. I believe so. Pretty yeah. sure. That's what Confirmed. That All right. Well, uh, let's move on and get to know Adam a little bit more in our first segment, Rapid Fire Questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? All right, Adam. In this segment, we are going to fling rapid-fire questions at you, kind of rotating through the hosts here. Uh, You will have approximately one minute to answer each question. If your time runs out, Peter will buzz you. Like, I love it. Oh, oh wrong button. Wrong he will button. sad Already? trombone you. <laughs> there we go. There go. I'll, do, I'll do that one instead. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, if you go over a minute, you'll get the sad trombone and the buzzer. It'll be great. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the next question. So our first question is going to come to you from Peter. All right. Well, we talked about the name a little bit, but if you could uh, just kind of give us a little bit of an overview of the company. Yeah, we are uh, we are a cyber threat intelligence firm. Uh, we specialize in human intelligence. Uh, we uh, have a you know a internationally based uh, op- human operative network that um, is very well entrenched into the underground economy, uh, where we secure um, you know unique data on behalf of our clients. All right. Now, uh, back before the pandemic, we used to get to go places like conferences and RSA. And the last time I was at RSA, you could not throw a rock without hitting a security intelligence company. So it's a pretty busy market space. What, what is it that sets you guys apart from everybody else? Well, where the technology, where the awesome technology stops, like, don't get me wrong. There are some tech companies out there doing some fantastic things with the technology side of threat intelligence. And uh, where, where we differentiate and where we're different is the quality of our human enabled researchers. Uh, we have, our, our guys have aliases that have been in the underground economy for, for almost a decade. Um, and where the technology stops or cannot go, we go. 
That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm actually really interested in this, and uh, I, I want to learn more about this stuff. So speaking of learning more, I know that you spent some time in the uh, government section or sector, as it were. Maybe some three-letter agencies might have made their appearance in your resume. The FDA. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I wanted to go FDIC, but it was too many letters. Uh, it just yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> but the real, the real question here is, how does that experience translate into what you do with Vigilante? Well, understanding the, the business of intelligence, number one. So uh, there's the business side of it, which means like, hey, we are customer service and we don't dictate to our customers what they should do, right? So we want to make our customers and empower our customers to be the smartest individuals in any room at any time. Uh, and so then we, we hand it off to them and say, okay, here, now give me the feedback. Yes, more of this, no more of this, less of this. You already knew this, like point us. We are, you know, we don't cast a net. We're the spear fishermen. And so the more specific and the more detailed the feedback, we can actually make you the smartest person in the room. Um, and, and so understanding, you know, the, the operational security mindset, uh, understanding uh, the customer service surrounding the business of intelligence and, um, and just knowing how to communicate clearly with your bottom line up front uh, is, is perhaps one of the, all those things combined. I think that's where that, my, my former experience really feeds into this. And to think critically, right? And, and not to come at a problem like you already know the answer, right? Like you, you have an idea of, of what, what's what, but uh, to be able to articulate it and that enables and empowers uh, the person to be the smartest person and you're not. I don't think you could make me the smartest person in my own bedroom, but uh, <laughs> just fill the room full of a bunch of like dogs and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's dogs that sniff out drugs and do all kinds of things. Dogs right. smarter. So, yeah. so Chal challenge accepted. Okay, yeah. we'll see. Uh, so we talk all the time on this show about uh, different hacks and nation-state hacking. Like North Korea is, you know, funding their entire company or company country with uh, with hacking. But uh, Russia kind of seems to be your your area of focus. And I'm, I'm curious, are, are they, would you say they're the, the premier, kind of the, the best at hacking, or are they just the ones we hear about more? And are, are we as good as they are? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Do Thank I you. still only get a minute? Um, so, <laughs> so in short, uh, in my personal opinion, um, Russia is the most sophisticated as far as their mindset and their capabilities. Um, they they just have a different goal than very capable nation states like North Korea, Iran, and China, um, and 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 in their lane and what they do uh, with regard to cyber security, um, offensive operations or intelligence gathering operations, you know, signals intelligence. Um, in my opinion, they're the best. They're 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 our most formidable adversary, um, next to the United States of America. Ooh. I think uh, <laughs> we 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 America. do. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Um, we do undersell ourselves, and a lot of that may be messaging and intentional, uh, but we have a very capable uh, f workforce. We have a very, um, we have a very, we, we have proven processes that work, and uh, we are, uh, we're more agile than people think. And so um, I, at the end of the day, um, it's not better, better, but it's like, we are formidable adversaries. Let me just say that it's it's uh, you know we we tip our hats to them and and uh, we don't know what they maybe they tip our hats to us uh, in a in a dark closet somewhere. But uh, <laughs> they're, um, yeah. they're very great. I, I do find it interesting that like we do hear a lot about Russian hacking and how they're just like oh yes we hack you that's what you know it's how it works you you go down that's. You know, it's always like this Russian hacker disclosed this and this Russian hacker disclosed that Russian hacking firm does this. That, 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 that. I mean, it's like they don't care about sharing that they're Yeah, they're kicking everybody's tail when it comes to hacking stuff. 
And if you mm-hmm. want to be on the dark side of stuff, come on to Russia. And we'll help you out. Yeah, Their training is is amazing. Uh, their talent pool is is they have a deep bench, um, and and it's they are formidable for sure. So <laughs> so you studied uh, in both undergrad and grad school Russian literature and Russian language. Did you foresee this coming, uh, and that you wanted to get into this field, or or are you just a big fan of like Tolstoy? <laughs> I prefer Dostoevsky, but yeah. Sure. So, what? Um, it, it, that's a very good question. Um, let me just say that you know, having spent many uh, some time there uh, at various stages of my life, you know, what I was reading about in the news, um, and again, like this isn't a, a dig on on us or our news, but um, <clears throat> when you when you are on the ground and you're seeing this rapid change, um, you know, th- Russia was on the move uh, to to modernize their approach to most things, politics, economics, military, uh, technology, uh, and, and that includes, you know, everything. And, and I, I don't think, and so when I was seeing that mismatch on the ground between what I was, you know, being, what I read about, and it's like, no, it's not the Soviet Union, and no, it's not even the 90s. Uh, the 90s was a very hard time for for a lot of the former Soviet states, and uh, and to see the changes on the ground happening so quickly, it's like okay, there's something here, there's something here, and and uh, to be able to provide that context uh, to to my to my government and and that insight, um, I, I felt like was a was it was an honor to even be considered for the job, but much less to get a job like that where you can give back, you know, with your expertise and your own experiences, as well as what you learn once you're inside and you read really interesting things. So yeah, it worked out. It was a, it was a, it was a freak coincidence that um, I was, I I made the cut. It, it, that sounds so weird to say, because uh, I, I remember going up against some people I worked with were just really, really smart. And I, I felt like a fish out of water every day. If you love Russia so much, well. <laughs> <laughs> sound like my interrogator. <laughs> that, by the way, I realized I, I don't have uh, like any American songs on my my soundboard here. When he, yeah. when we said America, I, it's like the closest I had is. Uh, is I mean, the Dukes of Hazard is an American it's institution. An American show, yeah. I mean, come on. But I'll, I'll work on that before next week. All right, well, uh, we, we want to move on to our next segment here, and it seems that we've been having just angry people the last few weeks and things that are just grinding everyone's gears. So let's find out what is grinding Adam's gears in our next segment. You know what really grinds my gears? This Lindsay Lohan. You know what really grinds my gears? You, America. We now go to Peter Gore. You know what really grinds my gears? All right, so what I have here is that misinformation and disinformation campaigns grind your gears. And I would assume they grind everyone's gears, but is there something specific about them that upset you? Yeah, um, I I hate when it's used to weaponize, when it's used to weaponize the the rhetoric and to, uh, I'm talking about rhetoric here in the United States of America. Um, I've been heartbroken to see how, we have turned on each other and have accused our political, like we'll call them our ideological rivals. Um, I, I don't know how to, how to, how to couch this, but people that think like this much differently than we do. Uh, it's like, you know, we're, we're using these terms like, Oh, they, they're so stupid because they fell for a, like a silly Russian troll. It's like, well, Hey, whoa, time out, time out. Um, do you know that um, there are a handful of countries in the world that, that allocate untold amounts of money, several buildings with lots of employees whose full-time job, 
full-time job is to run sophisticated intelligence operations, okay? Um, I know the big term right now is like science. I know that's a thing trending right now. But I would like to just say that, um, you know, 100% of us can look back on our lives and look and go when we've been duped, okay? Uh, for whatever reason. Um, you, you read something, you hear something and you just, that, that's, that's the truth, you know, at the, at the moment, but, but to demonize your rivals and accuse them of being victims or, or like, there is such a thing as unwitting victims. Like people can be unwitting that they're being manipulated. I mean, I, I could go on, but let me just say that I think we need to stop. We need to, we need, we need to stop, breathe, step back and understand the context behind these terms. Now, when mean, do, you, Nate do you think like what's going on right now is is different or, or more effective? Because really, like propaganda cores have been around for well, I, I was about to say decades, but if you think about it, yeah. probably thousands yeah. of years, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily a new thing. Caesar had a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's what's different about this is that I, I don't think our adversaries really understood how well we would have we're gonna take the ball and run down the field with it. Um, now we're, we're, we're turning inward and um, just doing it to ourselves now, whereas before it was, you know, coming clearly from the outside. Uh, and now all they have to do is, is they have to do much less now uh, to get us riled up and to get and to keep us sad, mad, too happy, too mad, too sad, uh, you know, and and so that, that's what I think the difference is um, in 2016. And I, and I will say, like, there's been a big difference between 2016 and 2020 and 2021. 2016, you know, the Russians, in my opinion, were, were, were poking us and getting to, and in their minds, getting us back for what they view that we did to them during President Putin's, um, the, the, you know, there were some pretty big protests uh, when he, uh, during the election and then the inauguration. Uh, in 2011 and 2012, and um, he was pretty fired up about it. And, um, and, the, and the Russian political elite, you know, pointed their finger squarely at us that that was a, you know, those were campaigns done by us, uh, the, the United States. And so, um, you know, they were for the first time in a probably in a, I'm sure somebody can, you know, make a liar out of me here, but it was the first time in, in my knowledge that they were so overt about, haha, we did it. And and since really 2016, they've kind of like gone back behind the scenes behind the curtain to re-engage in the gentleman's game of, of of spy versus spy like yeah they do it but now it's like a lot more sophisticated and not and a lot less like in your face uh is just the way i'm reading it and so you know they've handed the ball off to you know various entities media and and, and just commentators alike to just yeah, yeah, that's right. Like the only reason any you know politician X does well is because misinformation and anything bad about another guy or girl running for an office. It's like, well, yeah, that, that that's misinformation. Like obviously this didn't happen. And then it's like, come on, God, breathe. Like we're on the same team. How do you get team. people to to stop uh, participating in that meat grinder that is happening at this yeah, point? Yeah, the cycle. Yeah. You know, I think I think breathing helps. Uh, and I'm not being silly. Like, no, I think like, like just taking breathing. a deep, <laughs> like stepping yeah, like, back. Take, yeah. Yeah. Step back, take a deep breath and go as much as I would like to believe that Joe Biden's tears cure <laughs> cancer in kittens. Like it's probably not true. So right. Like, I got know, on eBay and that's a mistake. <laughs> oh man. Right next to that Belle Delphine water I bought. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, yeah. I th well, I think part of it too is, is just a pride thing, you know, not, uh, not to put the blame back on all of us, but if someone knows that they're duped, and a lot of times they realize, oops, I was duped, 
no one goes on and admits it. Goes, hey, my, my bad, I, I screwed up on that one. They'll they'll go on it's, to defend that point. That's why retractions are on like the <laughs> back of the magazine or the yeah, back of the, exactly. the newspaper. So we're all and too I totally proud. get it, and I really like what you brought up because it does start at the individual. Like, I, I mean, tech companies are always going to do their thing, and I, 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 I you know, I everybody's going to try hard to protect the integrity of their brand and, and their platforms. And I include the news media. I'm not picking on anybody here or any one side because again, 100% of the population's guilty of overreacting or underreacting or becoming too happy, too sad, too mad, too glad. It's, you know, this, this is it. But, um, but I'm really, I like how you said it. Like it does start at the individual level. Like we have to go back to trusting ourselves and going, you know what? Like this doesn't jive, right? Like I really want to believe this to be true because that would really prove that the other side is in fact evil, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's probably not true. Um, and so, yeah, individuals need to like start taking control of their own minds uh, and take responsibility of where they're going on the internet and, and, and what they're posting. And, and because there is such a thing as an unwitting agent, that, that's a term in the intelligence world, an unwitting agent. Um, I, say, I that, say one of the best things you can do is just any headline you see, uh, assume it's a lie or, <laughs> uh, or a com- complete misrepresentation of what the article is going to be about. And from there, you can actually make some headway. <laughs> a good yeah, start. divide your divide your emotions by like a thousand. And then that's there's some truth in there. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm guilty of it. Just like like this is like I'm I'm literally looking at two to three different versions of myself in the mirror right now as, as I'm conducting this interview. So it, it does start with the individual and to, we need to trust ourselves again and and like we have to accept that also like the tribe we belong to ideologically, like it's full of a little, it's full of crazy uncles, crazy aunts, like nice, like super angelic aunts and uncles. Like we just like, okay, like we're not perfect here, but uh, like, yeah, this, this article about tears, you know, causing, you know, causing like, you know, disease and tears curing disease. Like, come on guys. Like well, it's it not also true. becomes like a huge ad hominem attack against the, the people that are in that tribe and not necessarily a philosophical argument against what it is they believe, right? Like we have to get back to that to stop like, pointing fingers at each other and go, "Oh, you're just so bad." Let's let's yeah. start talking about. Well, maybe you've got some some points that you're not quite getting right there. Let's go over that logically and see if it works out. Daniel, that's a stupid. Well, point. I know. I, know. <laughs> you know. I was just I was took the words right out of your mouth. That was ridiculous. Um, that doesn't. That's not rooted in science. The dumbest at all, so. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm I'm curious. Can, can we get a uh, back onto the the close up shot of Adam? Uh, Adam Blink, if you were involved <laughs> with that misinformation campaign against Putin, back <laughs> I saw I saw oh. it. Did you see it? No. I did. See, see it. <laughs> now, when you start trying to think about like not blinking, half of our yeah, half yeah. of our listeners are blinking right They're now. They're just blinking uncontrollably. <laughs> like oh, I can't stop. My eyes are so dry. Confirmation. Oh, there's a knock on Adam's door yeah. right now. <laughs> And he's being taken away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, while we have you here, we do want to yeah. uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, well, some recent uh, suspected Russian hacking uh, in a segment, Deja News. Deja News. All right. This one is from CNN.com, and I will assume the headline is fake uh, based on what Daniel said. As you should. But former SolarWinds CEO lies blamed <laughs> intern for SolarWinds one two three password leak, and that's that's a cop out. First of all, because <laughs> there's no such thing as passwords. <laughs> or yeah, interns, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's maybe the point. intern shouldn't be the one responsible for creating these things. But Don, do you want to kind of bring us back up to speed sure. on this article? So some uh, more details have been coming out about the Solar Winds breach, which is uh, now kind of gone down in history as the largest data breach in the history of data. So uh, you know, pretty pretty big deal. 
And uh, what we're finding out now is that the way that the attackers were able to get their foothold into the SolarWinds network was through a, a file server that was exposed to the internet that involved the use of a password that was incredibly complex, the password being SolarWinds123. So pretty pretty easy to guess on that one if you were to try and just poke at a, a company. So the former CEO uh, came out and, and you know, they've been doing uh, testimony and, and talking to anybody they can, really trying to get the word out because they're doing a huge PR push to kind of cleanse the company and, and get it back in everybody's good graces, uh, but indicated that a intern had created that password and left it behind and that the intern had shared it openly on the web. Now, the intern didn't actually go and actively share it. It was an accidental thing. They put it in their GitHub repository, which the CEO mentioned was a private GitHub repo, which wouldn't be exposed. So it must have been a public GitHub repo that just wasn't uh, secured properly. And that happens a lot. GitHub actually has a uh, an algorithm they run, uh, uh, just a whole formula. They run against all GitHub accounts that look for Amazon Web Services keys because developers keep accidentally uploading their AWS keys into it. And and so when they find that, it triggers an alert. But triggering something like a simple password is harder, so they can't do that. Uh, so that's how this one got leaked out. Now, at the end of the day, the intern used a non-secure password. And, and that's what the CEO said is like, hey, the intern violated our password policy. Well, it obviously wasn't an enforced password policy. It was a recommended policy. It's more of a guideline, I guess. <laughs> and the, the intern chose not to follow it. But the, the funny part, I thought, was one of the uh, quotes in here, I think it was one of the senators that they were talking to. Let me see if I can find it. Um, <clears throat> represent oh, a, a congresswoman. Representative Katie Porter said, you and your company were supposed to be preventing the Russians from reading Defense Department emails. And I thought that was interesting because SolarWinds doesn't actually make any email protection software, right? They're more of a monitoring. They do patching and, and so on. So in, in this case, you've got representatives who don't really understand the software and what its purpose was, and they're they're trying to grill people. So there's, there's just mistakes all over the place with this one. No, she was uh, wanting it to stop all her AOL spam, and that's what had her <laughs> all impossible. riled up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent all these gift cards to this guy. Oh, man. Dare you, a bunch Solar of evites. <laughs> So, Adam, what's your take on this? Is uh, would, would this be then the, the easiest uh, hack ever by Russia to just use that, that password? Uh, I don't know about easiest, but uh, number one, I, I just I, I want to be clear that like I actually applaud SolarWinds for coming clean about this. And uh, I think they should be applauded for, for the way they've been handling it personally. Um, it would have been easy to run and hide and, 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 and to point fingers. This is actually the first time I've ever heard them trying to defer blame to a to an intern. Um, but it, anyway, that's that's very interesting turn of events. Um, but, uh, you know, when you deal in any way, shape or form with the United States federal government, you are considered an inbounds target. You are considered a perfectly inbounds intelligence target because adversarial governments want to know what the other adversarial government is doing. It doesn't matter. Or even sometimes quasi friendly governments want to know what uh, the other you know, friendly government is up to. Um, and so like this is in bounds, in my opinion, this was an this was a this was an intelligence operation. Uh, and so they. You know, so th this is, this should be a warning to all companies who uh, are perceived to be doing business with the United States government, or actually do business with the United States government in some way, shape, or form, that you are a target of several very sophisticated nation states, and uh, we cannot comprehend as Americans who are not, we really don't like authoritarian uh, types, we don't like authoritarian um, attitudes, and we, we can't comprehend a, 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 an actual nation state where the entire government apparatus from top to bottom is, is working toward finding out about us. 
Um, it's hard to it's hard to comprehend, but it's happening and it's real. So um, number one, and I understand Congress, Congress people have to do their job and and do their thing and message and and, and feel good about it. And I, and I get it. Uh, and and to, to the extent that solar wind should be held responsible for this, fine. But I just want to say I applaud them for for being so open about it and bring it to our attention and um, and for for taking the steps they have. But it's a cautionary tale for sure. You're a target if you do any work. Nothing is like a, considered too low hanging of a fruit. I wonder if they're freaking out right now because we got their password up on the lower third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, quit telling people. Mentions this. here it has been changed. It, it mentions yeah. that oh, it's oh. SolarWinds three two one yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's capital Never S. Never catch that. <laughs> I put a dollar sign yeah. Yeah. instead of an S. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. nailed it. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, and to their defense, they, they didn't put out a statement, hey, an intern did this. This was, you know, part of an answer and a question to, to a congresswoman. It'd be cool as if they did like a dramatization of like, intern, dramatization. I mean, and he's like with his middle fingers typing in <laughs> solar winds, one, two, three. That's it. Eat it, company, don't pay me. <laughs> well, but I will say, I mean, I, I've, I've done internships before and I never had like essentially keys to the building, which is, is kind of what this was. So maybe they'll kind of rethink the program a little bit. and Your, see. your internship was at Krispy Kreme, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't even give me keys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sophisticated Although. attacks like these aren't one big hack, right? It's a yeah. series of little hacks. And so this one file server might not have been viewed as critical. That served as the toehold. And then once they were there, they're able to look at the rest of the network and start to spread out. And so after a series of little hacks, you end up with a big one. And none of us would know how we would react if we were approached by an incredibly well-trained and sophisticated intelligence officer who's trying to seek a foothold in my company or my network. We just don't know how we'd react. I well, mean, I'd it, crumble. It, 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 yeah, exactly, right? I mean, just a puddle of Peter Van Rysdom in a chair. Oh, I'm so here's my sorry. last pass. Here's all my passwords. I don't know. Just don't hit me in the face. Yeah, yeah. the money maker. Why yeah. are those D cell batteries going in that sock? <laughs> yeah, I'll admit I'm weak. I'm weak. So, uh, so Adam, if people want to find out more about Vigilante, uh, where where should they go? Uh, you can. Find us on uh, the interweb yeah. using Netscape Navigator at vigilante.io. It is Netscape Navigator compatible. Oh, nice. uh, we are also, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just, <laughs> the AOL awesome joke came up. <laughs> the AOL joke came up. I had to play along. Um, and we're also on LinkedIn under Vigilante ATI. Um, love to hear from you guys out there and happy to help. We, we love what we do we, and we're, we just love it so much. Or, Too much. If you're a black hat hacker, Vigilante will find you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll be contacting you. That's right. Do you, you have any? A job? any <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any any webinars or events or things like that coming up? You want to talk about or? Not not anytime soon, guys. We're 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 recalibrating that stra strategy right now. Sure. Unfortunately, everybody is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Far. I, I'm wearing my uh, last conference shirt that I went to right like as the pandemic hit the United States and Florida. Oh, be safe. I was there in Tampa. Like I came home that weekend, they're like, "Oh, first person in and that count." Yeah. Like, was, uh, Hillsboro, Hillsboro, yeah. yeah. Hillsboro County is is going to the hospital over COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I was just there. was it me at a at an international wow. conference? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> wow. I was kissing all those people oh, from all over. <laughs> that makeout yeah. room was weird, but <laughs> I know RSA was the last time I was allowed out of my home. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's been strange. Were all you guys there too? You guys uh, were there? Not this. No, not this uh, last. No, San Francisco in 2020. Then. No, we no, we were in 2019. Yeah, I know 2019. We, we had a booth yeah. there, but oh. 
Yeah. Do you, do you even have a window in your room there? <laughs> three windows. Okay, because, yeah, they're not facing this way. So yeah. I just want to make sure if you can't get outside, at you least. You didn't let him finish three windows machines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, we don't, we don't allow those in our home. No. <laughs> so. Oh, good man. No offense, no offense. I like him. I knew he was all right. All right, well, Adam, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We really appreciate your insight. Take care, everyone. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Yes, yes thank you. All right, and stay tuned, everybody. We're going to come back after a quick break with more Technator with Don Pazette. I'm James Packer. I'm the general manager of Kirk ISS based in the Cayman Islands. I used IT Pro TV extensively in my last place. It grew very well, helped upskill the team. I had 110 engineers in the field and we had dozens of IT Pro accounts with the guys training. And last year alone, they passed over 40 certs by using the online training. I think I can safely say um, without IT Pro TV, I wouldn't be where I was today because I only got this job on the back of the qualifications I have. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pazette, and thank you so much to Adam for joining us and telling us all about Vigilante. I realized I was saying Vigilante because I don't want to sound like Southern, like Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante. But I think that's a good company right I, there. I've I'd always use said, that. I've always said Vigilante. I never. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're saying it in like here in America, like we say Vigilante, like that's a yeah. type mm-hmm. of person. But if you're trying to pronounce the word. As it's normally used, I would think it would be vigilante. How do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Don? My dad says a pecan is something you take to bed with you at night. That's what uh, I asked a woman. <laughs> I asked a waitress once. She's like, pecan something you keep in the truck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Nailed that. There you Fantastic. <laughs> today, it out. today I learned. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, uh, let's get to the news from this week. Our first article is from TechSpot.com. The Framework Laptop is the latest attempt at a true modular laptop. Lies. <laughs> you can even choose your ports when it starts shipping later this year. So modular laptop, we're saying basically like it's kind of plug and play with different pieces that I could yeah. add on whatever I wanted. So one challenge we have with laptops is they come in a fixed configuration and maybe you can add some more memory. Maybe you can swap out the hard drive, but that's about it. Many of them have glued in batteries. They have soldered on memory in some cases uh, and you know a, a fixed number of ports. And this is especially true with Macs right now where you're lucky to get two or four USB-C ports and that's it. Well, the Framework laptop is designed to solve that problem. And this is not an original idea, right? Um, Motorola had Project Aura, which was a modular phone. We had uh, Razer, the gaming company, released a laptop uh, two years ago that was supposed to be upgradable. Oddly enough, they ended support for it after a year, so you weren't able to upgrade it at all. Total sham. Uh, But in this case... The framework laptop is designed to solve that. Now, the CPU is not upgradable in this, so it's not completely modular, but you can change out any of the storage. The screen is magnetically attached, so it's easy to swap out the screen. The keyboard can be replaced, but the most important part, in my opinion, is all the ports along the sides of the laptop are little modules, little USB-C modules, so you can swap out the ports. Do you want two HDMI ports? No problem. Pop them on there. Do you want an HDMI port and two USB-A ports? Great. Pop but you them could, on. But you could change that as you go. So you could, you could. say, oh, I, I, got, I just got this new monitor. Now I need another port. You could go out and buy a different one and swap it in. Yeah. So it's designed to be uh, other than the processor, and they're saying potentially you could replace a whole motherboard, but other than the processor, you're supposed to be able to swap out any component in this laptop to basically either, one, just build the per- perfect custom laptop for you or two to change it over time. 
Don, you're speaking my language about this thing, man. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm I'm digging it. I want one. They got a price point on this motherfucker here. You know, they don't have a price point on it. Uh, it's so, like seven thousand dollars. Well, it? you never know. <laughs> and in my experience, when you have companies like this that are just starting up, the first version will be made of plastic. It'll be a little flimsy. Mm. Uh, it will probably be expensive, and then you just don't know how long they're gonna make it. Like the uh, uh, what was the Google phone? The the Android phone. Um, Oh, what was that thing called? The original creator of Android left Google and started a phone company. And that's right. He released a phone, and and before the second version of it could come out, they they went out of business, right? So that that certainly happens. We'll have to wait and see how this performs. But the idea of a modular laptop is something I really like. So a lot of people like to you know build their own PC, uh, mm-hmm. but you think of that from towers. Is there anything else out there that is like that from a laptop perspective, like a a case, a laptop mm-hmm. case that you build off I've of? Never seen that. Not really, because you know, if you want true flexibility you need space big right yeah. so the laptop gets bigger and bigger with expansion so yeah. i can put in the water cooling and the, all the different funky things yeah now there are a lot of uh usb-c and, and thunderbolt enclosures you can get now where you can have external graphics adapters and things those so things can, are cool as crap man they are but they're super flaky like, oh, have, you, have you used no. one like you pretty much have to have all the hardware attached before you boot up oh that's right like you can't do it like hot swap things right super any, finicky any change reboot time yeah yeah pricey pay but if you were doing like you know a bunch of 4k video editing or whatever and you just had a a reasonable laptop and you're like well i need to upgrade this thing a little bit maybe outsource to that yeah. kind of thing and it, and it is kind of a big box right because it's holding a it a is full-size I, card i look at it and say you know you need the right tool for the job yeah so if that makes sense trying to force your laptop to do it you probably shouldn't have a laptop well i would say daniel if you do get one of these and the first try go ahead and buy all the components you think you might ever need yeah, exactly <laughs> first if don's right and don and here's the receipt last. from a new laptop don't cry in front of people yeah, okay. it was only 50 dollars <laughs> for one hdmi port <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got all of yep. them all right well cool check that out framework laptop uh does it have seven monitors though that's what I want. Uh, it doesn't. Although the uh, the web camera can actually be popped out and the microphone, so even those are upgradable. That's so cool. it's it's well, really and that's the ultimate webcam security. We've yeah. talked about it's hardware lenses and things <laughs> to cover it. Yeah, if you, no, if you I remove it out. it out. Yeah, it's gonna. Have it's a hard in the time trunk. Running. Yeah, <laughs> that's smart. Holy crap! It's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russians. These Russians, man. Oh, man they good. are amazing. They are good. You got to tip your hat. Amazingly bad. <laughs> All right. Our next article is from RSTechnica.com. Confirmed. Fry's Electronics going out of business, shutting down all stores. The former king of build-your-own-PC retailers couldn't survive COVID and consignment shift. Well, that's it. Don, gotta go to Circuit City. I, I, I say we we pour one out for the <laughs> fallen, right? You gotta if you pour that out on your laptop, yeah. you can get oh, that no. new hey, laptop. Hey, Don, I need that new laptop. <laughs> I, I've never been to a Fry's. Did they no. have them here? I, I, went to, I went to one in Vegas. It was pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's southeast. A lot of them were out west. When I lived in Seattle, I used to go out. It was there was one outside of town. Yeah. It took a bit to get there. Uh, there was one in Atlanta. I, was I, there? I don't know if there were any in Florida or not. Not but that I know. Fries was neat. I, I used to complain about fries a long time ago because I kind of felt like going to a garage sale. Like there were all sorts of open box <laughs> stuff. But they did something neat. If you were building your own computer, and Daniel, you've built your own computer, right? Yeah. So you order a bunch of parts, you get them home, you start putting the computer together, and invariably something doesn't work, right? Like one component, the motherboard or a memory stick, whatever. Now you got to send it back and you got to wait. Fry's did this cool thing where you can go and grab the components right off the shelf, 
walk over to a counter, put it all together right there in the store. I didn't know they did that. And make sure it worked. Yeah. And, and if it didn't, like they That's had people cool. who could help you. And then once it all worked, it was great. And you can walk out the door and you knew it worked. So it was really cool uh, if you had one in your area. And it was fun to just go and walk around and look at computer parts. Well, obviously in the day and age of online shopping and with the pandemic killing a lot of in-person shopping, Fry's has not done so well. Uh, so they are going out of business. And if you're thinking about, wow, I, at least I can swoop in and or swoop in and get some discount prices as they go out of business. <laughs> they had actually switched to a consignment model where they would get hardware from vendors without paying for it. Ooh. And then when the hardware sold, then they would send the money back to the vendor. And so now they're going out of business. They actually have to send all that hardware back because they don't actually own it. So hmm. um, no good computer deals. But if I wonder if that'll drive the prices down for those components. Maybe. Kind of a, because yeah, now they have the a surplus and they have to put it out in the market to get them sold. And I, you know, right recoup now, all the shipping that has to be done between the two vendors. Video and, cards are selling out like crazy yeah. everywhere. So I doubt that'll make any changes. But everything else is still kind of a commodity item. So mm. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to see. From the, the looks of things, it's, it says nine states that they're in, and it's uh, a lot of it is out out west. So it looks like a more of a western U.S. thing. But there was Atlanta and uh, places like that. So well, when I went to Fry's, they were playing a Celine Dion concert on like super crazy ultra high def TVs. Right as you walked in, I just sat there and watched Celine Dion just kill it because she's an amazing singer. Was it the the forty year old virgin <laughs> where they had that? Uh, oh, uh, Michael, Michael McDonald? McDonald. Yeah, yeah, it's just on yeah. loop the DVD. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna shoot myself in the head if I have to hear this thing <laughs> one more time. Taking it to the street. <laughs> it's a pretty good impression. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this All one's right. up your alley, Daniel. The next article Mine. is from yeah, linux.slash.org. Kali Linux 2021.1 released. Tweaked uh, DEs and terminals, new tools, Silicon Max. That's a lot of just random words just <laughs> strung together in that headline. <laughs> but uh, exciting, 2021. Is that is this a full uh, release, not a beta? Uh, yes, yeah, this is the the latest version. Cali does a, a numbering convention, just like most people, where they they set the year, and it's supposed to be the month, right? It's, it's every quarter they come oh, out. Oh, so this is quarter. Yeah, I think oh. they do. Like, so it'll be twenty twenty one dot one will be first quarter, and second quarter will be you know twenty one dot two. So this is 2021.1, and it's got a couple of new features in it. Daniel can speak to some of them, but the big ones are uh, native support for M1 Macs. If you've already upgraded to a Mac with the M1 processor, and for some reason you want to install Kali on the hardware, you can do that. I don't know why you would yeah, want you to do that. We now got a brand new Mac. <laughs> wipe you that could. Thing. Yeah, Linux support on the M1 Macs is not great, so you can do it, but you'd almost be better off using pretty much anything else. Uh, speaking of anything else, you know, there's there's upgrades to the Raspberry Pi support, including the Raspberry Pi 400, the keyboard that has a Raspberry Pi built into it. It's pretty sweet. It's build a pretty sweet Kali box, you know, just to, to drop around. Uh, so those are a couple of things, other various upgrades. Daniel, have you messed around with it yet? Or So I haven't had a chance to download and install it. I, I've kind of gotten away from following Kali's releases as they come out since they've jumped to that whole Hey, a lot of people are using this as a daily driver kind of thing, so we're gonna make this more of a daily yeah, driver. Bad idea. Uh, so I'm I I keep an isolated box that I use for you know testing and stuff like that. I'm I'm I don't use Cali as a daily driver, so all, all the changes and modifications they've done to make it go that way have not been something I want to 
have to work around. Yeah. So I, I, I've stuck with like 2019.4 is where I'm still at. So Okay. And actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to back up on, I, I mentioned the Kali image running on an R, you know, running on the M1 processor yeah. and why they would do that. Uh, if you're running Kali in a VM and it's the x86 image in a VM, it's got to be translated before it hits the processor. But if it's mm. running an ARM image, then it doesn't. So you actually would get a performance increase on a VM. All right, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to walk that back. I, I can't understand why they would release that image. Can't win them all, dummy. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to spread misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it also, if you put this you know, Dorito chip in there, it'll... <laughs> You can recharge it by yeah. putting it in the microwave. It would yeah. be kind of funny if, they, if somebody came out with the Dorito chip. Yeah, I don't use Intel. <laughs> yeah. Just Dorito. Just Dorito. Cool Ranch. Yeah, the best. It's going to be Cool Ranch. Yeah, that should be the original. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> that was one of the first victims of the pandemic. Remember when the pandemic hit? Yeah. They, uh, they started re like reducing the amount of products, and Cool Ranch went out the window. That's that some bullcrap right well, there. Well, because everybody licking their fingers. <laughs> that was like right. not the time to be doing that. Now I will say that some of the like the big things that do come with this is like, you know, Kali or offensive security who who creates Kali, they kind of shuck and jive with the things that they're doing in there, not just the fact that they're trying to make it more like desktop managers that are available. And they do have a little bit of uh, new tools that will be a standard part of the tool set that comes with Kali. It looks like Airgeddon, which is really good. Uh, Alt DNS. I think uh, Chisel is. That's a that's a good tool. That's something I've been playing with here lately, and it, it can be a great tool. It's for creating uh, TCP or UDP tunnels over HTTP. Cool. So yeah, really great tool that a lot of pen testers and people that that do that offensive. You'd use that stuff. for exfiltration or just just creating. Oh, I could use it for that, or you just use it for uh, maybe doing like proxying through, uh, or anytime anytime you want to create something that's not uh, easily looked at or or is kind of a side channel kind of thing. So, okay, so I, I guess like I SSH like, would stand yeah, out, but right. this would But if you're running over HTTP, they might not, you know, take a look at that kind All of right. thing. So, really cool stuff. Uh, what was another one that I really liked? Um, oh, GitLeaks. Searches Git repo uh, history for secrets and keys. Oh. Yeah, that's a good tool. So, that those are now standard, a part of this, this college See, and, and we just talked about uh, SolarWinds123 right. being in a GitHub exactly. repo. So All comes together, ladies and gentlemen. If only they had had... 2021.1. <laughs> if they could anachronistically have this go back. Uh, the tool has been available for some time now. It's just now becoming a, a standard part of, a part Kali. of Kali. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. You done? You're done. <laughs> well, every time I think we're done, you're like, oh, what another new cool yeah. feature. Oh, wait, one more thing. You're done. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to apologize um, to our director. Um, what I, I did is I, I was so upset about Fry's going out of business uh, that I, I skipped right over an article. And uh, <laughs> I was wondering about that. I was too. I cannot. Uh, thanks for mentioning it, guys. Well, you said, Daniel, this one's right up your alley. And I'm like, yeah, it's like a Windows, Windows article. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Well, I don't know where we're going with this, but I'll be interested. What I did was wrong and uh, and it won't happen again. And Yeah, uh, it will. And I failed. It's absolutely going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't even know if we can make the little uh, thing on the on the can left you? there, the rundown, go yeah. back up. But uh, we can. Hey. So our next article <laughs> is from ComputerWorld.com. Microsoft slashes Windows 10 long-term support by half. Uh, Windows 10 LTSC, the version once pitched to enterprises as the OS that didn't need constant updating, will only get five years of support now. 
So I'm guessing it was 10. Yeah, yeah, it was. So uh, remember the good old days when Microsoft would release a new operating system every three to five years? So you had Windows 95, then 98, Windows 2000, Windows XP, Windows Vista, you know, and the list goes on and on. Oh, Vista. Uh, Every, every two to three, or sorry, every three to five years, you'd get a new OS. Well, Microsoft followed a, a really weird cadence for support back then, which was they would support any OS until two new operating systems had been released. So Windows 2000 was still supported while Windows XP was out, and it was still supported while Vista was out. But then when Windows 8 came out, or Windows or 7. 7, sorry, there we go, Windows 7 came out, the support for Windows 2000 went away. It was kind of hard to keep track of. Like, how many OSs has Microsoft released? If they had stuck with numbers, it wouldn't have been a big deal. <laughs> yeah. but That's why names. I like Kali Linux's 2021.1. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty easy to follow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with Windows 10, Microsoft announced that Windows 10 might be the last version of Windows or the last named version of Windows they released. And instead, they switched to this twice annual, biannual, semi annual. What's it called when you do something twice a year? It's buy or semi. I, I, so I think either either works. Twice a year, they release a massive <laughs> update to Windows 10, and so that's it. You know that that's your new version of Windows, and so they have to set a a window of time for them to support it. And there are enterprises that are out there that don't want to do massive updates every six months or even every two years, for that matter. So they released the long term support edition. Originally, it was called the LTSB or the Long Term Servicing Branch, I believe is it, and uh, and it was supported for ten years. Well, Microsoft just announced that their latest LTSB, which is now called LTSC, the Long-Term Support, Support Channel, Channel, there yeah. we go, uh, is only going to be supported for five years. They're reducing that window. And so what they're doing is they're saying, look, if you don't like upgrading every couple of years, you don't have to, but five years is where we're going to cap it. Uh, and so they're really pushing people onto this new six-month cycle, which is fine for home users, not really for enterprises. I, I got a feeling in the next couple of years, this article is going to read, Microsoft slashes Windows blank, long-term support. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, just, that's yeah. It. just gone. <laughs> there is no long-term support. Or then there will, there will be the article then where they put it back to 10 years because yeah. there was a mutiny. <laughs> you know, it, it's getting harder and harder to maintain security patches for this stuff. Mm. And most people don't care about the features. Like, I can't name a single feature in Windows 10 that's come out in the last three major updates. That innovation's I care about. hard, Don. <laughs> it is, it is. But the security updates I do care about. Uh, I like getting it's those. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of them. Man, we, I, I, I uh, help moderate the comments on our YouTube channel, and, and we've got an article about how to get uh, or stop the updates because of uh, people getting mad about Edge and things. Mm -hmm. People do not like those security oh, they, patches. they hate them. Hey, and, listen, working uh, support, Don's work support, uh, you'll you'll log into someone's machine and you'll just see that little thing going, hey, you have updates waiting. I'm like, how come you haven't done that? Because updates break stuff. So I'm like, yeah. they, they fix things usually. <laughs> you know what, not doing updates though? Yeah, yeah. Plus, what's your IP? Yeah, I think I've said it on here before, but I saw the meme once that said, life is just hitting, remind me tomorrow, every day yeah. until you die. Yeah. Well, if you work in an enterprise supporting Windows, know that the last LTSB release that came out is still getting 10 years of support, but the newest one is only getting five years and going forward, that's going to be the model. So expect a five-year window, which is longer than the lifetime of most computers. So it's not so bad. You can upgrade by attrition as machines die out, but uh, but it is something you'll need to be aware of and you'll need to adjust your upgrade schedule. All right. 10-4. Got it. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, okay. Is that like a copyright <laughs> thing? Oh, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Who wants a body massage? You do. IT <laughs> yeah. Don has I'm a the, computer. Yeah. Stop all the yeah. downloads. Pork chop sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the stick. Whoa. <laughs>
If you have not seen the, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what are people, these called? People think we've gone crazy. Yeah, now. they will. Yeah, it was the um, the, PSAs. the PSAs. Yeah, somebody From. remade or they kind of bad lip synced all the PSAs, yeah. which is good times. It was super funny. Yeah. <laughs> Justin had never <laughs> seen him, and I showed him really? the, oh. the pork chop sandwich one. Had him on the floor because oh, okay. that junk was funny. Yes. Get out of the house! What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next article <laughs> is from ZDNet.com. More than sixty-seven hundred VMware servers exposed online and vulnerable to major new bug. A proof of con- concept exploit code has been published online earlier today, and active scans for vulnerable VMware systems have been detected already. Dun, dun, dun. It's happening so Surprise. fast. Surprise! Flipping zero day, just practically. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it turns out in vSphere, in the the graphical user interface that's available for VMware or for v, uh, uh, VM, well, all the various VMware products, uh, that it has a REST API, and one particular plugin in that REST API does not require authentication. And it just happens to be the one that you can use to do things like uploading an OVA or a VMware template into a uh, ESX machine or just into vSphere in general. And because it lets you write to the server without authentication and read from the server without authentication, people like Daniel can mm. upload a script, uh, like in this case, a JSP file, and then have the server executed under the server's credentials, thus giving you remote code execution capabilities and really keys to the kingdom. You can do whatever the hell you want. It was uh, funny when I was looking at this article and I scrolled through and, you know, they got a couple of screenshots happening and I saw, you know, somebody had burp uh, open and mm-hmm. I saw it say, who am I? NTL. I was like, oh, this bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're executing commands <laughs> yeah, locally. That, that's no bueno. <laughs> now the, the headline is a hair misleading. Well, hey, the headline is, is factually accurate. So I'll stick with that. But uh, more than 6,700 VMware servers exposed online. They could have stopped right there and you don't even need an RCE. Like that means there are people that have their VMware servers management interface exposed to the internet. And that's just a bad yeah, idea. That's a bad idea. Any day of the week, exploit Dumb. or not. I like going home and doing my administration from there because my bed is a whole yeah. lot more comfy. You we'll know? use a VPN tunnel Don't already. Know. But that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyhow, 6,700 servers are misconfigured. You can go do a Shodan search for them right now and a uh, what was it called when uh, the the original colonists got to the United States and they would expand a territory and they'd do like a land rush or is that what it was called? Oh, like the expansion like in Oklahoma, like when they had the, right? the so Sooners they, of the the land rush, like that Tom had? Cruise movie, far and away, yeah, far and away. away, just like that. So people yeah. were running yeah, the homesteading, homesteading, like, homesteading. Yeah. Oh no, they had those contests though where you run, you put your stake well, down. Well, it was a contest. It was just like whoever got to that land first got to get that land. Yeah. Well, that's what's going that on right sense. now <laughs> with these VMware servers that are exposed to the internet. So, where Nicole Kidman gets—if you grab it, it's yours, kind of. Yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, the, really, the, the Shodan search has already been done. People have already hit all of those servers, and if you can be the first hacker in there, then you can get your. Yeah. your it's <laughs> like a it's like a fire sale on VMware. <laughs> it really is. Uh, VMware has released a workaround and a patch. So the, the patch it needs to be rushed out as soon as you can, but if you're one of the organizations that needs to protect from this, the workaround disables that one plugin. But honest, honestly, the workaround... Turn the flipping thing off from the internet. Don't expose the management interface of anything to the internet, period. Like, that's just not how... 
security I, works. See, I, you know, it's funny. We say, oh, you just have to add that one control. And now, you you know, that's that's a lot of security. You just bolt it on. Why don't you do that? These are the people that are like, how do I make my font different in my email signature? Well, I mean, yeah, and, and they're having a problem doing it. And you're like, well, is it that big of a deal that you go to Comic Sans? And they're like, <laughs> yes. And you spend two hours troubleshooting, you know, because they, they won't do the thing. Well, it's just one extra thing. Well, I don't want to do that. It's just one extra. I don't want to do that. It's something simple. It doesn't really yeah. even matter. I don't want it. And this is what we get. Yep. And then. And that's what really grinds my gears. It does really oh, grind my gears. It's annoying. Dang, it's pissed off. Just do that. So I the, used to get those calls all the time. It's like, why does this matter? Why won't you just do this? Because I don't want to. It's one extra click. And the dangerous thing here is once they're into your VMware server, which is odds are connected to your SANS, now they have access <laughs> yeah. to your various storage, and they can spin up their own VMs. Like they can do whatever the hell they want. And yeah. this this is pretty bad, uh, but it requires a failure on your part. Um, oh, now, now I'm accusing our listeners. <laughs> it requires you to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but challenge accepted. Yeah. Go look in the mirror and hate that person. <laughs> so, this, so this affects VMware eSexy. Uh, eSexy. Yes. I'm still trying to get that to take uh, off. Endorsed by uh, Elon uh, Musk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. All right. Uh, so don't expose your stuff there. And, and On Don the internet. And Don and Daniel strangers. won't get so pissed Riled off. up. Yeah, because yeah, they are mad. <laughs> uh, no one our, likes our people exposing mad. stuff. <laughs> our guest was mad about uh, misinformation today. He it is, it is annoying, right? Yeah, it's was, like, come on. He was ready to go. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, what was that? That previous article when they were talking about how, you know, that even there, it was kind of clickbaity about Microsoft slashes long-term support. Just say, Microsoft reduces long-term support for blah, blah, blah. You don't need the sensationalized headline. Got to get those clicks. Slashes this. Yeah. What are we, us thinking, you know, Crazy Eddie's discount Whatever we would, we would never do that, but you know, next week we are doing the uh, top ten security flaws. You won't believe what's number four. Oh number gosh. three will shock. Florida you. drivers aren't <laughs> expecting this. No, they're not. <laughs> All right, local Jeez. singles in my area, yeah. Florida man. <laughs> in my area. All right, uh, want to let you know about a couple things coming up. First of all, we have a webinar soon uh, with. Internet celebrity David Bomble from the YouTubes, and that is get hands on with Cisco, gain experience with Cisco Technologies. So talking about all the different ways that you can uh, get hands on practice while you are learning. That's with Ronnie Wong and David Bumble on March 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So check that one out. Head over to itpro.tv/webinars. You can register for that one and see all of the past webinars as well. And go ahead and check those out. And we also have a free weekend coming up, uh, staying in that. Cisco focus uh, because that is what we're focusing on for the new month of March here. Uh, Cisco free weekend is uh, the 20th and 21st of March. And uh, of course, like CCNA, CyberOps, CCNP, uh, a few of those, uh, and DevNet Associate, those are all opened and free for um, for free members. So you just make a free membership and you get access to all of those courses for the weekend. I don't think like, technically you could watch them all on that You get time. like the first 10 minutes of each of those free? No, or? no Daniel. Thank oh. you for asking. You get the entire course free. So from start to finish. Yeah, just remember like when, uh, you know, as a kid, they would do the HBO free weekends and you ah. would wake up in the middle of the night to watch Real Sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that, but just with like Ronnie. Taxi cab confessions. That yeah. was a guilty yeah. pleasure. It's just like that, but with Ronnie and Anthony. So, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Ronnie, they could watch Ronnie hook up Cisco equipment in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah, fool me once. Yes. And uh, and finally, if you head over to go.itpro.tv slash technado, you can get a coupon code for 30% off the lifetime of your personal plan. You can also request a team trial and uh, see a demo of the Pro Portal and all the cool features available to teams from IT Pro TV. That's at go.itpro.tv slash technado. Well, I want to thank our guest again, Adam, Dara, and uh, Vigilante. Vigilante.io is the website there to check out. And... Uh, Definitely a guy I think we'll have on again when we when we talk Russia. Uh, if if he'll come on again, I I should <laughs> I shouldn't assume there. And we liked him, but you know, yeah. it's got to go both ways. All right, gentlemen, any uh, any closing thoughts? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Mm. Fair enough. Well, there we go. Done. All right. Perfect. <laughs> and I guess that'll do it. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzetti.